Hi, Jacqueline. Welcome to Extra Credit. Thanks for having me. Alrighty. So it seems like there's a never-ending debate in Connecticut over how to pay for municipal education. There's always a tension between low-income school districts and their better-funded suburban neighbors. So do us a favor and start at the beginning. How does the state pay for municipal education costs? Is there a formula? The state has had a formula for quite some time. The problem is that Connecticut has had deviations from that formula Mm. in its implementation. But at the root, the formula takes into what's called a foundation to determine, okay, $11,525 every student should be getting from the state of Connecticut. But then it's weighted. Either it goes up or it goes down based on a town's wealth, the income of the the residents in that town, and essentially their ability to pay for their own schools with their local tax base. So when you say deviation, though, you're not talking about changes in the weighting necessarily. You're talking about something else. Right. So I'm talking about either manipulations because of fiscal issues that the state just doesn't have enough money or because they need to get a budget across the finish line and they need certain key legislators' votes to make that happen. The current formula that the state of Connecticut has, it promises an additional $40 million every single year over the next 10 years. Whether the state's going to be able to afford an additional $40 million is a little bit strained right now. What have the courts said as of late? There was a Superior Court judge who said that the formula is broken. Governor Malloy has regularly said the formula is broken. But what the Connecticut Supreme Court has said, they're the final arbitrator on this, and saying that there is a minimal threshold that Connecticut is responsible for providing its students in education funding, and Connecticut is meeting that threshold. What options are out there for those who say that education is underfunded, particularly in places like Hartford, Bridgeport, New Haven, Waterbury? There's essentially two different paths that you could go forward. You could redistribute municipal aid and route it more to the the towns that don't have the ability to raise money locally, or you could increase aid for everyone or for certain towns and hold the other remaining towns harmless. Mm. When you hold everyone harmless, you have the ability to get it through the legislature. It's easier to pass a budget that doesn't cut anyone and helps other people out. Governor Malloy tried for years unsuccessfully to re- redistribute aid to some of the lowest achieving districts. He did have some success when new money was appropriated for education in his early years in his tenure. Something like 90% of all aid under his administration did go to the lowest performing districts. New aid. New aid, but not cut aid. So is there any reason to think that the political dynamics of this annual funding battle will change in the near term? I don't believe so. So over the last 20 years, the state has fully funded its education formula twice. And that was in good economic times. The state, like I said, is headed for a formula that requires a $40 million increase next year and then another $40 million the next year. Governor-elect Ned Lamont has said, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. Let's get through this first year first. He's saying that he won't cut it, but he can't commit to spending an additional $40 million. He's facing some fiscal challenges of his own. Education funding is a perennial issue, as we can now see, for the state of Connecticut. And Jacqueline Rabe Thomas is there covering it each step of the way. She writes about school and child welfare issues for the Connecticut Mirror. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me.